0: and hello there all' you stay tuners welcome back to another episode of stay tuned sports episode number 39. Uh, we're getting up there. It's almost 13 more episodes. It'll be a full year. But then again, probably going to be a few more episodes because with me and Shoulders doing um, two shows a week now, possibly doing three shows a week, he might take over a, a day and, and do a show himself. But... uh So today's Thursday. Uh, I'm recording by myself. Tomorrow is the, the joint uh, recording together, today's show is, is mostly gonna be uh, fighting with the with the news of uh, George St Pierre retiring, as well as an interim title fight with uh, Kevin Gastelum. I always say his name wrong. Um, he was supposed to fight Robert Whitaker last month. That was the one that the uh, the day of the the event. Robert Whitaker had a how to have emergency hernia surgery but we'll get into that plus uh, some bare knuckle boxing news um, signing some more fighters so are I mean they're slowly getting a nice group of uh fires to you know to join the the organization but before we get into all that head over to Twitter you can follow me, uh, my personal one, at Jimbo St Sports. You can follow the show's podcast. Uh, yeah, show's podcast. <laughs> um, the show's Twitter is at ST Sports Podcast. And you can head over to bellyupsports.com to read any of my articles that I post there. And like I guess that's, you know, some of the guys over there, actually, all the guys over there, have a, a lot better articles than I have. I'm kind of new to it. But. They have some uh, shirts, other stuff that uh, you could buy. Uh, it's a cool little webs- uh, website. They have some podcasts on there as well. So once you get done listening to, to us here, head over there and listen to some of theirs. But like I said uh, in the beginning of the show, we have, uh, you know, it's going to be all, all fight news today. And The one I'm going to start off with is Chris Lieben signing with. Bare Knuckle Boxing. Oh, well, Bare Knuckle uh, Fighting Championship. And that's the one that um, I live tweet. You know, they, they've had four pay-per-views so far. They have a fifth one coming up in April. They have Artem uh, Lobov fighting there. That's going to be his debut. That's Conor McGregor's right-hand man. I'm kind of excited to see him. I think that's the only fight so far announced, plus... Uh, with I'm not sure if Chris Lieben's fighting that one yet, but either way, it's it's a very entertaining sport. Yes, very brutal. And when my article gets posted on, on Belly Up, uh, I, I state that in there. Um, but this past week, Chris Lieben signed with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Uh, a little backstory on Chris Lieben. He was on the Ultimate Fighter season one. He was known as the the bad boy. His nickname is the Crippler, Chris Leben, Chris the Crippler Leben. Uh, very, very entertaining fighter in UFC. Uh, in the beginning of his his career, he he was top five, definitely top ten. But like most good fighters. You know, age catches up to you, and he ended up leaving UFC after uh, a four fight losing streak. Uh, He also announced his retirement from MMA, MMA, um, but, you know, like George St. Pierre a few years ago, they can't stay away from the fight game. So he he ended up unretiring to come back to bare knuckle fighting which bare knuckle fighting championship wasn't the first bare knuckle organization he signed with he signed with um, world of bare knuckle boxing which you really don't hear too much of them anymore because there was a situation where they only held one event not sure how many fighters were, were on the card, but I mean, probably your typical five, six, you know, uh, fights on, on the main card. With Chris Lieben's situation, he fought Phil Baroni, knocked him out in the first round, minute 19 seconds, and he's still waiting to get paid for that. Boss and was the president of the organization. And, said, and keeps, he kept telling Chris Levin that the owner will you know, get him the money, get him the money, get him the money. None of the fighters ever got paid. So basically it sounded like this owner put the the fight on and just ran with the money. Now, Boss Rutan, for some of the the newer MMA fans, uh, Boss Rutan made his, his name back in the, the Pride days. Um back in like in the the early 90s, early 2000s. Another very good fighter. Big guy too, I, I wouldn't wanna mess with him in a dark alleyway. And I do remember reading one article shortly after this situation happened with all the fighters in this organization and, and the way Boss and may have sound was the investors that invested in this said they had the money and never really did so boss ruin is very is a respectful um, person fighter in the MMA world so Chris Lieben gave I guess you know him the benefit of the doubt that he's gonna boss room gonna come through and you know, have the, you know, hopefully the owner will eventually pay him. Fortunately, like I said, time passed. Still not paid. And Chris Liebman said, you know, enough's enough. I, you know, I gotta make a living somehow. You know, I gotta, I gotta put food on my table. So he, uh, he ended up calling up Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. and signed a contract with them. Um, They didn't announce how many uh, fights, just like uh, Artem Lobov. He he has a three-fight contract. But I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm still a huge Chris Lieben fan, but when he was in UFC, he was a brawler. So this is another sport right up his alleyway, just like Artem Lobov one of the bigger fights that uh, unfortunately even lost in UFC was against Anderson Silva and I think it was that fight that really made me want to start following him because Silva hit him a few times and you could tell he was dazed no it wasn't Silva I forget who the fighter was but the fighter hit Lieben got him dazed like you know you thought he was maybe two three punches away from just tumbling to the ground and the ref calling it off and he just walked right towards the fighter swinging left right left right left right like he was a zombie possessed and knocked a dude out and even during the the post-fight interview you could see cobwebs were still in his head now he is older Like I said, uh, he was on The Ultimate Fighter Season 1 back in 2013. So that was six years ago. Even if he was 20, 25 there, he's 30, 35 now. With all the beatings he took in UFC, this is where it gets interesting because in bare knuckle boxing. They don't wear gloves. Their wrists are taped. Their knuckles are bare. I know some promotions tape the their wrist and knuckles. It's just I'm just curious to see, can he take a punch? Now I didn't see his fight with Phil Baroni. But Phil Baroni I I think he's overrated anyways. Um, I think it's I think I could take him probably. But you know, if he goes up against someone like Chris Lytle. Chris Lytle is quick and he's he's very accurate with his punches. Can leave and take a punch. That's where it's gonna be interesting to see if you know if, if he's gonna be able to last in this Type of sport, and you know what? If he if he could take a punch, he could probably go far. You know, obviously with bare knuckle um, boxing, you don't have to worry about takedowns. You don't have to worry about kicks. You're strictly worrying about boxing, so you could you could protect yourself a little bit easier with less to worry about. So kind of going with you know with Chris Liebenstein with bare knuckle I looked at their uh, their fighter roster now like I said April is their 5th pay per view coming up and they're doing everything right as far as taking their time they're not forcing this out like that other promotion did and couldn't pay their fighters but they're getting I don't want to say well named or well known fighters But they're known enough to draw some fans in. You got Beck Rollins. Yes, she didn't do anything in the UFC. But, and listen, that's my girl. I, I love watching her fight. And I'm not bashing her. But she really didn't do anything in the UFC. She comes over to bare knuckle boxing. She's a champ. She's had three title defenses now. First one she destroyed the girl. Second one was a lot more competitive than the first and same thing with the the last fight was was pretty competitive too. You know, you got Chris Lytle. Yes, he's older, but everybody knows who he is, the, the MMA fans out there. And listen, if you're an uh, MMA fan, you're most likely Going to be into boxing, also any type of combat sports you'll follow. You'll probably, you know, watch uh, karate videos or toi, uh, taekwondo videos. You know, it's just different forms. It's all it's all the same as far as combat, but just different forms, different rules. So, I really think. Uh, bare-knuckle fighting championship is doing the right thing taking its time keeping the pay-per-view prices low enough right now you know maybe within five years maybe they'll be up to $50 a month but if they're still putting entertaining fights on and better production as far as the sound quality the video quality stuff like that, I won't mind paying the $50. Now, one pay-per-view that I'm not going to be paying no $50 for is the Kevin Gastelum interim title fight against Israel Adonis Adesanya. I said this I believe it was two weeks ago that I figured this was the route that UFC was gonna end up going the little backstory to it was Robert Whittaker was the middleweight champion at the time was supposed to fight Kevin Gastelum at UFC 236 or I'm sorry uh, 230 I think it was 235 UFC 235 day of the event Robert Whittaker had to have emergency surgery turns out that he had a abdominal hernia that he had a surgery for that night they gave the belt to Kevin Gaston and he was walking around like he's the champ and even said a couple times I'm the champ of, of the middleweight division which really bothered me cuz uh, on on many levels because one first off you didn't beat anybody that night to win that belt it was given to you second of all yes you have been a lot better as far as wins but you you're well known at not making weight in one one fight and one fight you were 10 pounds overweight who does that What nutritionist or trainer or coach lets your fighter come in 10 pounds overweight? And you want to say that you're the champ. That you're the big guy now. Well, you know what? This fight, I'm I'm actually going to be rooting for Israel because one, he's a younger fighter. The way he handled his win over Anderson Silva, hats off to him. Very respectful. Yeah, he danced around and trash talked or whatever, but he didn't go overboard with it. He he respected a legend, and you know I just I just hope he just runs right through Gaston because and here's another problem I I think I I stated this um uh, two episodes ago maybe it was. UFC is handing out interim titles like no tomorrow Uh, I saw earlier this week someone tweeted out something along the lines of from 1997 to 2003 there was a total of like 10 interim titles so 97 to 2003 so in 16 years you had 10 interim titles from two thousand four to now, there was like twenty interim titles. It was like almost three a year. What's the point like what's the point of having a belt then? The more to me, the more interim titles you keep handing out tarnishes the actual belt. Okay, you know, fighters don't you know, the champs sometimes wanna go off and do movies and Want to go, you know, do other things. And okay, yes, Conor McGregor, who's gone for two years, had the belt. Well, then you know what? Stripped, stripped the belt from these guys, knocked them back down to the top 15 or so, make them work their way back up. And with this situation, you know, I know it probably kind of sounds like oh, I'm taking shots at, at Robert Whitaker that he should be dropped back down, to and that. And I'm not. I actually feel sorry for this guy. Because with this type of injury that he has, some people say it's a two to three month recovery. And actually, Whitaker's uh, trainer, uh, manager, told ESPN he's hoping for a summer return. Which summer, you know, you're looking at about four months, uh, four month, you know, injury recovery time. This is a freak accent, so I mean, this is something different compared to like the Conor McGregor or with the recent uh, Habib getting suspended for a year and him saying I'm not gonna fight till till November. For these guys that are, are saying that they're just gonna sit out, they should get stripped. Guys that aren't active, they sh- champions should fight at least once a year, maybe even twice a year. I mean look at Donald Cerrone was it about two years ago he fought like eight times in in one year like he has a record there like come on UFC you know you guys you guys used to be enjoyable to watch used to get me excited for a pay-per-view now it's like well do I wanna get UFC pay-per-view or Do I want to play NHL 19 with my my buddies? 90% of the time? I'm playing hockey with them. One person that... I am going to... Miss from USC. Even though, I'll admit... Even though I did not like him. Is George St. Pierre. Today, he re, he announced that he's retiring, and I know I kind of, kind of probably took a shot at him earlier today when I uh, I tweeted out from the the show's uh, Twitter handle at ST Sports Podcast that you know we'll see you in two years you'll unretire again. It was more of a little joke towards him. Because of that, because let's be honest, he's 37. If he comes back two years from now, you know, he's gonna be 39, it, it's it'll be tough. But before Anderson Silva lost to Chris Wideman, that was the biggest debate who's better, George St. Pierre or Anderson Silva. It, it, it was it's so close, it was up there with, like, who's the better guitarist? Steve Ray Vaughan or Jimi Hendrix? You know, it's split right down the middle. There's no clear favorites. Now you fast forward to today, to the present, you have to admit, you have to admit, St. Pierre is right up there, right alongside Hoist Gracie as the greatest mixed martial artists of all time. I mean... You know, okay, you want to say John Jones. Oh, okay, you want to say Anderson Silva. You want to say some of these other guys. Well, here's the thing. St. Pierre has never tested positive for steroids. And that was one of his reasons why he retired back in... Uh, was it 2013 or something like that it was about four years ago and he stayed back then it needed to have UFC needed to have a a stronger stance on steroid testing and they are are doing it and I think that's why St. Pierre came out of retirement uh, 2017 because he ended up winning the middleweight belt from Michael Bisbing. Which even in that lead up with the, the trash talk. It was pretty funny. Pretty good. So, I mean he was he was a, a, a two weight champion. Okay, Silva he he moved up to light heavyweight. Didn't win a championship belt though. And like I said, he tested positive for steroids. Uh, a couple times, I think now. John Jones. Where do you want me to start with him? He can't get out of his own way sometimes. Most of the time, I should say. Ever since he won the light heavyweight belt when he was younger, he cannot stay out of his way. And now he has the belt, so let's see how long this one lasts. But during his uh, St. Pierre's press conference today, he did acknowledge that he did see a tweet from Habib about asking... uh, from putting the, the retirement off for one more fight. But Saint Pierre, you know, he, he he had a point. You know, I he doesn't want to stick around for just any fight. And this is why there's a small part of me that thinks he may come out of retirement come November. But I'm not sure Because he he did say... He wanted to fight. Habib wanted to fight. But UFC has different plans for Habib. And that's... In the end why St. Pierre decided to retire. I just don't understand... Why UFC wouldn't want to do that. I mean... From a a business standpoint you're not gonna put scrubs up against your champion otherwise that's gonna diminish him that's gonna diminish the belt you're gonna put bigger names up against Habib the only person that I could see why they said they have other plans for him would be a Conor McGregor rematch I mean who else would they put up against him that would be a bigger fight than St. Pierre against Habib. And, you know, I, I know a couple episodes I bashed um, Habib about, you know, his antics, his some of the trash talk, this and that. He even suggested to, to St. Pierre, he goes, you know, you, you drop down to 155, he even said, "I'll even give you five pounds, out of basically a catch weight, and, and do a 160-pound match, just to fight each other." In the end, though, no, I, I don't think I would want to see that fight, anyways. You're, you're taking the greatest, possibly ever, to do this sport, and put him up against. Yes, he's 27 and 0. To me, he's he, he's he's not a legend. He's not a Hall of Famer yet. To me, he seems. It seems like he just got there. Saint Pierre's been here for years. He, he beat Matthews to win the belt. Yes, the fu- uh, f- the following pay per view, he had the uh, probably. I still say, <clears throat> excuse me biggest upset ever in UFC history with the Matt Serra loss only to come back and just totally demolish uh, Matt Serra the, the following fight but like who, who did hubby fight you know like who would I would still probably rather see Anderson Silva fight st. Pierre I would if he could pass a test see John Jones fight Saint Pierre I would even I would even rather see uh, Daniel Cromier you have a, a, a very good wrestler going up against a guy who I actually thought he his background was wrestling but it, it he w- he was so good at what he did it allowed him to Looked like he, he was wrestling. He has he has the most takedowns in the UFC uh, for I think like for a career or something I, I saw, you know. So, I guess in a way it's a, a sad but good day for UFC. It's a sad day seeing a a great fighter retiring, but at least. The good part of it is he's going out on his terms. He's not, I'm sorry, BJ Penn, I love you. He's not a BJ Penn who's sticking around, who's been sticking around for way too long. He's not Chuck Liddell who's stuck around too long. He's going out on his terms. So with that being said, George, hats off to you for a, a great career. Thanks for all the entertaining fights that you uh, you gave us, and if you do come back, I hope you come back for all the right reasons, and you're you you are mentally ready for it. Just so it's not like a a Chuck Ladell or BJ Penn situation where you you just can't leave the fight game. But with that being said, guys, I, I believe that's gonna be it this week for us. Well for me, I should say. Uh, well I'll be with shoulders tomorrow doing the show. So we're gonna have back-to-back days again of having some stay-tuned sports. Before I go, head over to Twitter, follow our handles at you can follow me at JimboSd Sports. And you can follow the the show's Twitter handle is at St Sports Podcast. I will see you guys tomorrow. This is your good friend Jimbo signing out.